Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Soslin. Today we are studying Masechet Moed Katan, Daf Yud Gimel, page 13. The Gemara today looks at the question of the responsibilities of children. How much does a child inherit of his father's financial responsibilities? I say his because the Gemara is speaking here only about men and their sons. I still think there's a lot we can each learn here anyway. On the Mishnah, at the bottom of yesterday's daf, we learned that through the transitive property, purposely scheduling work on Chol HaMoed actually turns that work into Davar HaAved, a lost item. Watch the way this works. It's very cool, I think. There is leniency about Davar HaAved on Yantif. But if someone intentionally schedules work on Chol HaMoed, he cannot benefit from that work. If he is forbidden to benefit from that work, then that work is lost to him. And the rabbinic law basically takes any work that is scheduled for Chol HaMoed and makes it completely untenable. The second to last line on Daf Bet builds on this question. By Mine Rabbi Yirmiya. Mi Rabbi Zera. Rabbi Yirmiya inquired of Rabbi Zera. Kiven melachto ba moed umeit mahushik nesuba navacharav. If one plans work for Chol HaMoed, and we know that that work would then be asur for any benefit, and then that person dies after doing the work or planning the work, do his surviving sons inherit? the penalty, meaning do his heirs also forfeit the right to that work or any benefit from it? In other words, as Rabbi Mordechai Kornfeld on dafiomi.com.il rewords it, and I recommend that website, is the punishment executed upon the individual? That is, is it not applicable to the heir? Or is it executed upon the property, in which case it is applicable to heirs. In order to answer this question, the Gemara brings a few possible sources which could act to clarify and to help to explain the potential answer. First, at the top of our daf today, Tsaram Ozen Bechor Kansu Harav. If someone purposely makes a blemish on a Bechor, a firstborn animal, Someone would do this because a firstborn animal would otherwise have to be given to the Kohen, but with a blemish, the animal does not have to be given to the Kohen and therefore could be eaten. If someone does this, that animal is permanently banned for the person's consumption, and the knas, the penalty, does continue to the next generation. This animal, this bechor, can never be eaten, even by the heir of the person who made the blemish. 
that seems like it could potentially be proof for our question that the children do inherit the penalty. Well, the Gemara proves it doesn't work. No. Mishum de isura de oraita. This is because putting a blemish on an animal is a Torah prohibition. Working on Chol HaMoed is simply a rabbinic prohibition. So this first source does not work to answer our question. Here's a second possibility. Machar avdo le'oved kochavim umet. What if someone sold a slave to an idolater, something which is also forbidden, and then died? The slave is redeemed and can never be a slave again, even to his children. In this case, again, the children get penalized even after his death. But the Gemara says this source doesn't work either because selling a slave is an ongoing sin and the punishment is ongoing as opposed to work from Chol Hamoed, which only happens once and is only banned once. We need a different source. Finally, the third source is brought. If someone does agricultural work during the Shemitah year, the land cannot be sown in the eighth year. The land on which the person did the agricultural work cannot be sown the year after Shemitah. But if the person who works the land dies, his sons actually may sow that same land and plant crops on that land in the eighth year. This third source is accepted as proof. Alma Ludide Kansu Rabbanan. The rabbis penalized him, therefore. Livre Lo Kansu Rabbanan. But for his sons, the rabbis did not penalize him. So we have three cases. In the first two cases, the sons inherit the penalty. It seems as though someone might want to try to get his sons a little extra meat or an extra, potentially an extra slave. And the Gemara does not allow that. And the Gemara passes on the punishment for the father to the children. But in this case, if someone sows his land on the Shemitah year and then dies, his sons are allowed to sow the land again in the eighth year. In the end, the rabbis find a way not to force the children to accept the penalty of the father for do doing work on Chol HaMoed. They decide that Chol HaMoed is less of a concern. Number one, it's a rabbinic prohibition to do milacha on Chol HaMoed. Number two, there's no big um, receipt of a gift or a major benefit if the children don't inherit the same penalty. It's a one-time thing. It's not as ongoing as a slave. So the rabbis find a way to allow children to make up for the problems of their parents in this particular case. Theologically, this is an interesting situation. Think about the biblical concept of God being poked avon avot albanim, that God attaches the sins of the fathers onto the children. God does this for four generations, we're told. Even in the Ten Commandments, we're told this. And we're told throughout the Torah that the people of Israel are responsible for the sins of their ancestors. And also, God even throws the sins of their future descendants upon them. But it is clear that that, in the Bible, is a theological idea. It is not a practical business idea that works for this world.
The rabbinical world, the rabbinic world, the one that in which the rabbis are living in and trying to form, is based on practicality. How do we make our own lives here and now work best? What makes the most sense? How can we prevent people from committing serious sins and allowing their children to benefit from them? And how can we allow children to get away with certain things that their parents may have done? The rabbis are extremely practical here. And it's almost as if they're saying, we'll leave the divine retribution, that theological pokeda vonavot albanim, to God. God wants to visit the sins of the father on the children. Fine. But let's figure out what makes the most sense for each of us and each of these cases in this world. That's the point of the rabbinic system, making sense of the world in which we live, making the holidays and each of our moments make sense from a human perspective in combination with the biblical perspective, thinking about the theology, but really building a world for human beings. As usual, it has been such a pleasure studying with you. Behatzlacha as you continue Masachet Moed Katan. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.